I'm digging deep for the footy this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to take me to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip In Butter Program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Stuff to talk about, yeah. All right, let's talk about stuff. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening. Happy Tuesday, happy Friday, happy extended Memorial Day because you called off because you just said fuck it and you wanted some more of that weekend thing. We're not mad at you for doubling back with an X. Uh, this is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet, wherever podcasts are consumed. This is also the number two Pretty Eye podcast out there, wherever podcasts are consumed. We only number two because sometimes we are above all right. Sometimes we kind of jump that line of just pretty all right and we're actually entertaining. So that's why we're missing that elusive number one spot because sometimes we're kind of entertaining. But the other guy that's pretty entertaining across from me, that's Wes with no T. That's for every young 89 on all of the active socials. Shit, maybe even TikTok. You got to check and see. You never know. He might be on TikTok as Forever Young 89. <laughs> but around here, we call him the motherfucking goddamn glue. We call him Elmer Young. Uh, but most importantly, we call him our motherfucking friend that we talk to every week. What's going on, my friend? Oh, you know, uh, regular degular shit here. Um, my name is not Forever Young 89 um, on TikTok because that's somehow that sounds like it would be creepy. On TikTok, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad I didn't. Young 89 on TikTok is gross. It's, it's a nasty name, so I'm glad that I did not like transfer that over there. But not to digress too far into that shit that we told y'all we was going to talk about six weeks ago and never did. Um, with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States, that is Cat K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com. You can dip into the cereal shit, or you can slide on over to um youtube.com slash Dipped Butter Program, or you can. Check that shit out. Do with it what you want to do with it. We don't really care. Um, where do we want to go this week? Um, MemorialDay.com slash Dipped in Butter program because um, I'm I am still still currently getting paid to be off of the clock um for the day mm. because shout out to my job for giving me today off. I'm sure a lot of people got today off, but for the ones that didn't, I, I'm sorry for you. Um, I do not feel bad for you though because <laughs> I cannot relate. Um, however, you can catch my guy here each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life. On the Dipped and Butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where this one goes. My nigga and yours, what's popping? Bro, speaking of not caring about the workers on holidays, like, <laughs> I'm always the guy that talks hella shit about workers having to work on holidays until I need something. Like, I'm really that nigga. Like, right. I, I'm here to come clean and confess that I talk so much shit about corporations and working people on Christmas, and I'm the number one nigga yelling at the TV, like, when Walmart plays a commercial saying, stop through for Walt- to Walmart for your last-minute holiday gifts on Christmas. I'm like, that's fucked up, dog. Like, the <laughs> greeters want to be home with their families, too. Until, like, today, I had to go, like, uh, exchange a broken Xbox controller because I happened to, like, buy a new controller while I was out uh, on Sunday, which was not Memorial Day. But these niggas sold me a used, broken controller. Like, dog, y'all supposed to be testing these shit. So at I get wa- all the way Walmart? fucking home. Fam, from GameStop, like, oh, first of okay. all, it's already just a complete mystery that y'all are still open. <laughs> Secondly, the fact that I even spent money with y'all, because I hate GameStop. I fucking hate the place. But my son wanted to go to the mall as, like, a post-graduation gift. So we obliged, took him wherever he wanted to go. The mall was one of the places. And I happened to think, like, man, my controller 
for my my game and is doing that weird thing where like if you set the controller down on the desk, the character starts looking all up at the sky and shit. I'm like, it's probably time for a new controller. So I bought a new controller, get it home. One of the buttons don't work. So now I got to go back the next day. And the next day just happened to be Memorial Day. And mm-hmm. long story short, I'm talk I talk all that shit about niggas having to work on holidays. But here I was in the GameStop thanking the white lord that somebody was there to exchange my controller because I wanted to get that done today. I don't want to have to fucking wait until next weekend. I mean, but I mean, you know, that's kind of a part of, you know, what you sign up for. Like, I, my job doesn't require me to work on the holiday today. Like, you don't need my services on today. But you signed mm-hmm. up to work front desk at, at Walgreens. So, like, I, I need you. you today, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I need you because I need something out of Walgreens. So, I need you to go there and, like, not for nothing. Like, I've been on the low key thinking about or I've just been looking into, like, part-time jobs just on some bullshit before the baby come. Just, you know, stack Ooh, a couple you extra on my shit, You want to apply and then not show up. That part. If I, I've already done it once, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm on a roll already. I mean, so it's like I want to do it. But then, like, when you get to that part where they'd be like, you need weekend and holiday availability, I'd be like, that's just not me. I've, I've passed that part of my life where I want to have when I where I want to give you weekend and holiday availability. I'm really at the point now where I want to go in and tell you, like, hey, you can have my time on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and maybe Sundays if I feel better. But like. The days that I'm available to even have a part time job are like minimal at this point, so I will probably be of no value to anybody. Because have you seriously considered getting going part time on just Thursday evenings, like for real, just Thursday evenings? But just like how much of a value am I going to be to somebody two days a week for like ten hours total? Like, ah, probably not. I can tell you where the value is. I can tell you where the value is here. Because them stories for the podcast are going to be <laughs> lit. If you get like a behind-the-counter job at Walgreens on Tuesdays only, fam, we're going to have it, all the it would def- It would definitely go up. I mean, and we'll see, but like I'm also at the point now where like, I and I guess I'm still old school with it. Like I'd rather like where the places that I would try and like work to try and keep like my stress levels down in the hours where I needed to be. I don't want to like apply online. I want to go in and talk to the manager and be like, yo, what's up? Like, can you want to know who you working with off, yeah, the, off like, the top? Like, how hey. are you exactly? Like, yeah, like I'm going to be okay giving you eight hours a week. I want to go in and like spit you my game right out the gate and be like, hey, can I add some value to your schedule two days a week, 12 hours total? If they tell me, right. yeah, like we might be in there. They, How do I you might, feel I about might me having the least possible, uh, like, how do you feel about me being the least reliable person on your schedule? <laughs> like, I yeah, want the yeah, least yeah, responsibility absolutely. possible. Like, I, no, like the 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 um the least amount of hours that's going to be contributed to your overhead, but like the most valuable while I'm here. Like, I can give you <laughs> a great, yeah, I can give you a great six hours for two days while I'm here a piece. You know what I'm saying? But like, I I cannot give you any more than that and like like for real right out the gate like hey this is not a like we had a call off call west and see if he wants to work Mm-mm. no 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 wesley actually does not want to work um what's the wesley guy what's that tuesday we got tuesday and thursday okay yep that's what i needed on the schedule we're just gonna go ahead and move about the about the cabin like that so i just got to figure out where that place might be at like i've actually um you know i talked to the one manager over at the one dispensary like if if again if Ooh, i can be a fire if I can be a value to somebody's schedule for, you know, minimal hours, like may- maybe I'm just what you're looking for. Maybe you need to fill a gap 
you know what I'm saying, between like five and closing two nights a week. I'm your man. <laughs> I'm, I'm your fucking man. I can be there. Just so. don't call me for anything extra. No, 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 no. Can't do that. And like, I like matter of fact, when you set my schedule the first time, like tell a motherfucker just copy and paste that thing right on down every week. <laughs> just like, keep won't even got to guess. What my All you got to do is change the dates. Yeah. I did that one time when I worked at the gas station, fam. We had... um. My manager was super cool there. Shout out to um, Kenneth Early if he ever listens to this joint. That's my guy, Hulk, hard body. But, like, he was cool. Like, fam, I used to show up late to work, G, and we had got this new assistant manager. Shout out and rest in peace to Dave. That was my guy after a while. But, like, when you Dave can't first. shout in. Of rip. course you can. You yes, you can. Pick. Yes, you can. You saw me hesitate before I said it anyway. So like, you thought of how? I did. He's like, am I doing and this? I, I'm and doing I still both. went through with it. Yeah, I did. Because like, you still fuck with him even in the I past. Do. Tense. I swear to but God. But you got to rip do, him. Bro, too. I was so sorry when he died. But, like, <laughs> he showed up to the store and he started raising hell, fam. And I remember he, like, tried to bitch about me being late. And my store manager told us, told this nigga, like, hey, man. that's West. Not even. He was like, he complained about people being late, but it was really aimed at me without saying my name. I love that. Yeah, without saying my name. So, like, when he took it to my manager, Ken was like, I mean, like, it don't really bother me because he be working. He was like, and if you say something to them, you got to say something to him. And I ain't really tripping. So, like, (laughs) if you going to do it, you go ahead and do it. And and, and nothing ever came of it. But when he first came around, like, again, I had established myself as a Monday to Friday worker, fam. I don't really, I don't do weekends unless I want to do weekends. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to, or you got to ask me this, why are you making a schedule? Don't just post that schedule with me doing the weekend. And then just expect I'm just going to be Yeah, you probably going to get your feelings hurt because Wesley don't do that. Bro. I respect the fuck out of you for being a already of young mind and established. Bro, you know how many years it took me Mm-mm. to take control out of my tr- nah, take bro. control of my work life like and like it took me years and years and years and years to be able to go to any manager and say like, hey, I just, I can't work Sundays. I, I just can't work. After a while when you work certain jobs and you work with certain people who you already out the gate can understand or have the same work ethic as you and you can see it you understand that those are the type of places. I mean, and it, and it matters everywhere, but those are really the type of places where your work ethic matters. Like people are really watching you in those positions because ultimately in those types of things, it turns into more responsibility, more pay, like shit like that. So like I'm the type, like I'm cool with going in and like showing that I can work first before I start like putting my dick on the table. But then after I showed you, like I'm the man around here, I'm about to start acting like it. And I ain't about to let nobody, you know, treat me any crazier. But again, like he tried to, you know, put me on that schedule for the for the, for the weekend. I had to be like, Dave, my God, don't do it. I, I'm, I'm fu- I fuck with you because you cool, fam. But like, I see what you're trying to do here, and I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm, be I'm here. Not the one. It's not gonna be me though. Like, I'm, I'm just, it's just not gonna be me. Like, try that with somebody else. Because <laughs> I understand you got to do that to some of these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Necessary. It's, it's not if you. I need you to go no. flip back through all the old schedules and see that I'm a strict Monday <laughs> see to Friday. how many times you yeah. got Wesley's name on the yeah. Saturday square. <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 nah. Now, again, if you want to approach me and ask me before you finalize that schedule, I might, you know, pull out my Palm Pilot and check my schedule mm-hmm. and see what I got going on that weekend. You may be able to get four hours out of me, but working a whole <laughs> shift on a, a Saturday is a absolutely not. I ain't gonna be able to close for you, dog. Nigga, wait, not even close. When I tell you anything after 4 p.m. isn't even an option. Like, again, I don't don't even call me my homegirl. Shout out to Jamie. She used to work at the joint. Like, twin, you know you can't call me. Like, I'm not. I love y'all, and I'm sad that y'all need me, but it ain't gonna be me. I'm not coming in to brew coffee and 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 get cigarettes. I'm sorry. See, what I like about what you're saying though is like, while I'm here though. Why you got me while on the days me? I'm available? You got whatever you need from fam. I'm doing whatever y'all want me to come. Oh, y'all want me to go? Y'all want me to clean the outside? 
Don't nobody. I got you. I got, fam, I used to go and do that shit every day anyways because nobody used to like doing it. And then my manager was like, hey, I kind of like how you clean that shit up. Like, if you want to keep doing that, do it. And I was like. I got you. Say, because that shit, fam, that shit would take me like You need two, it done Monday through Friday? <laughs> that shit would take you. No, know, for real, bro. I swear to God, because we had we had to do it. It was on like our checklist of shit to do. And mm. like, I will go out there and do the shit every day because it religiously would take me like two hours to get it done. And even still, like, yeah, while I'm doing it, I would have to be in and out while I was doing this. So then like the line might back up. I'd jump on the register for like 10 minutes, clear the oh, line man. out and be like, all right. Back outside. Back outside. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, that's some boss ass <laughs> shit though. Like, cause bro, the, my my anxiety and my awkwardness towards confrontation has led me down a really bad path of giving a lot of my life to jobs that really didn't appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was that guy that was like completely getting used by the fucking Foot Locker job, and I'm working way more hours and doing way more than I'm supposed to for a manager that really don't even fuck with me. Like, I spent a lot of times working for bad jobs doing shit I did not want to do. But see, that's how you that's how you tame your value. Like that's how you mm. that's how you keep it right where it's supposed to be at. And like you kind of you you set that boundary and like yo, you're not really let me show you I can cross this line, but I don't live across this line at where I'm at right now. Like if you want me right. to get there, you gotta boss up. And like that's just all that's that's where I'm at with my job right now. Like my job get a lot out of me. They could get a whole lot more. But y'all ain't paying like y'all way right now. So like I gotta I gotta give you what I give you right now. And if y'all wanna, you know what I'm saying, get some upping in my pay, then I'm gonna get some upping in my motivation to do some more goddamn work for y'all. But right now, I'm giving y'all the value that y'all have deemed me to be to y'all. So that is just what it is. And like I don't I don't even know if this might be a conversation me and my wife have all the time, but like I, I don't know if it's the times that we live in or just now that I'm an adult and I understand that and this has always been a game, but like that shit is real, bro. Like that shit is really no different than being like drafted to an NBA team just on a smaller scale. Of course, and nobody but the top people making hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. But like, fam, you signed me to your team. So like this is where the whole this is why they try and keep people quiet about their salaries and shit. Because if you did, you would start raising hell. Like uh, I'm sure as fucking who do I want to is Patty Mills? You can understand why LeBron James makes as much as he does versus <coughs> what you make. Yeah, I right. mean, but like if you hear in your department that the bitch who sit next to you who be confused as hell make 20 more grand than you, yo, oh the, the value's God. off here, bro. And we I need to be re-signed, bro. Like the contract yeah, needs like to come up. To or back to the I'm about to be a free agent out here, and I don't want to do that because I fuck with y'all, but like. Something, something got to give and you got to value your people appropriately, especially out here when the the, the cost of living has uh, times itself by 3,000 and uh, wages have only gone up like 7%. Like, bro, we, right. some, something's off. I also want to discuss how I feel like Nickelodeon has lied to me in my younger and middle school years. Like, I felt like every Nickelodeon, like, sitcom or made-for-TV movie I watch that has ever dealt with the subject has always coerced me into thinking that asking for a raise and negotiating salary was something that happened in the workplace all the time. And I don't know that I've ever negotiated a salary in my life outside of an annual raise that was I already don't. scheduled. Like, remember seeing, like, made-for-TV movies when mm-hmm. a motherfucker would walk into the office and be like, I want to raise. Like, I don't think I've ever said or heard anybody say, I want to raise outside of their schedule raise time. 
Nah, you got to have like a different job offer on the table. It's very rare that you see somebody going in on an off Thursday just to like demand more money because they feel more vital. Like they having a midlife crisis that day and like yeah, my job like, needs to. Or they've been like getting shat on for like nine months, which like I can semi relate to because my job kind of be dicking off with like they've dicked off with me already and like it's supposed to rectify itself here. You know what I'm saying? Within the next nine, but I ain't, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like I knew it was coming. So I'm not going to trip about it, but like we got to get this shit back on schedule the next time that it come around. Cause like <laughs> it's time to get caught up. Yeah. If we don't get caught up, then I got, I got a lot of issues out here and like, then I might be a free agent out here. And like, again, that's, that's when I think it's appropriate to go to the table and be like, yo, I got this situation going on over here. Is you trying to keep mm-hmm. me signed to the team? Or is you just gonna let me walk? Because that's you how you trying to let me go to free agency yeah, and, and like, see what's out there. That could, that could be like I don't, I don't, I just don't understand how like we talk about it all the time. Like the with renting, with fucking jobs, it's like the longer you stay, the more you get penalized for being a part of, for yeah. being associated with these people. And it's like, how the fuck does that work? Like if I if I if particularly like you know what I'm saying where we stay at like if I've been living here for two three going on four years off you know what I'm saying ready at this point like why I shouldn't be charged the same price that you would charge a new nigga for moving into this crib essentially is basically what it comes out why because y'all have already been getting my money you know what I'm saying like give a right. give a nigga a break every off year you know what I'm saying like y'all every time we come back y'all want to be like alright you ready for the dick like no I'm not yeah, like, I'm what not are you talking about? yeah no 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 and and again like I don't it goes back halfway to the value shit again for real for real while we like what y'all keep wanting to raise it talking about market 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 okay well like market is like depending on the new homes like the shit that they're the new shit that's coming out fam y'all ain't been in here since i moved in here in three years and done nothing besides the shit of what i called on like y'all ain't y'all ain't like hey y'all been living here for three years why don't we come we come in and just put a fresh coat of paint for you yeah like why don't we just put a coat of paint down for you fam or how about we send the cleaners in there for you to clean it up one one good time for the one nothing y'all just want to be like hey we need that extra 225 every month because you want to stay here again like (laughs) because you like Like, it i've been taking y'all ain't got no calls about shit burning down over here imagine imagine mcdonald's keeping track of how many quarter pounders you eat in a month (laughs) (laughs) like on the fourth on the Fourth quarter pounder meal, them just up in the price. They just like, charge you four hey, times. The number, th- the number three is gonna be nine fifty this time yeah, because good. we yeah, notice no. that you're really this fond is- of it, <laughs> and we just feel like it should be a dollar fifty um, more. Imagine fucking that, bro. Like I, That's I insanity. give you all my loyalty. Like it, and it, in, in most places, it works the opposite way. You can take your speedy car to the gas station, buy your slushy, beep 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 beep. You've been here a lot. Let's beep, knock a couple cents off on that seventh beep, fam. It's gonna give you a ticket that'd be like, hey, guess what, G. That next one, that's on us. Like, and see, social media will have you thinking that gas is the enemy. It's not gas; it's your <laughs> landlord. Yeah, it's your all the memes want you to think gas is the enemy. Gas like, is taking care of. Yeah, us, for for sure. For and that's a whole other topic that we've been talking about lately as well. But I'm gonna just say it quick, and we can get off of it because it kind of relates to something that I had written down. But I don't know if I want to talk about it. But like, okay, you mean to tell me? And all the technological advancements, we are still working off of the same engine model that run off of gasoline from the 1940s. Yeah, yeah y'all ain't yeah. figured out. No, y'all ain't said uh, hypnotic make your car run. Y'all ain't said go buy a gallon of Hennessy. Like y'all ain't said no, it's just straight yeah. gas that we got to get through y'all. Like I, right, yeah. I, right. yeah, because fucking the whole automotive industry is a crock of bullshit. Any of y'all that got time and it's just 
you know, free at your work desk, go ahead and uh, Google Adam Ruins Everything and look up yeah. the automotive industry episode. He's He'll gonna... let you know, bro. All this shit is a crock of bullshit. They're in cahoots with all your, your yeah. local governors and mayors and shit. That's the reason why you can't just buy a car off Amazon while you have to go to a licensed dealers. That's because your auto dealers mm-hmm. uh, are in the pockets of your mayors and shit, and they give them the govern the governing and the the know how to be able to say you can only buy a car through us. Like yeah. you even not going to the bank to get your own loan is some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. fact that you're going through the car dealer to get a loan for the car so they can oh. charge you more for the loan is bullshit. You can yeah. walk into your own bank and get a loan they, for a bro, car. Bro, they bank. hate I digress. They hate when you show oh, up with your it. own fucking loan, bro. You're like, they nah, this it. is X, Y, and Z. I already got my shit laid out, bro, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, the I car need is 17000 I got a loan for twenty dollars already. Like, yeah, give it to me for fifteen five. They be <laughs> yeah, so mad. They be so bro. mad, bro. They hate when you go. Matter of fact, they that's bullshit how, you. Not that that's how they hooked us to get the truck, but like that was where we was at in the shit. Like, fam, y'all not talking right. We'll just go back to the, you know, we're a part of a credit union, bro. We'll just go talk yeah, to we'll them. Go and that's when they started hustling and bustling their feet real quick. Like, oh, no, hold on. Let's go back to the drawing board. They just started coming back with all crazy types of numbers, fam. Like, like if anybody, like I said, it don't really matter, but like they started three and a half times where we ended at. Yeah, it started. And see, three that, and a half that kind of shit makes my head hurt because think if y'all didn't have that knowledge. Yeah. Y'all could possibly be in a lease or, you know what I'm saying, some sort of payment plan that could literally change your life. Like, yeah. car payments can yeah. change oh, your yeah. life. But, God, that that's probably a whole other topic for a whole other week. And you reminded me, Adam got a fucking um, new show on Netflix that I meant to um, add to my... Yeah, he does. Kind of on the same shit, but it has a different name, of course. Um, But it looks like the same realm, and he might even be getting his bag a little bit more, so I'm going to have to tap That's my guy, man. I still wanted him on Jeopardy, but since we didn't get that, I'm going to watch whatever he's talking Ah, about. I like his hairdo. Me and my wife were just talking about it. it was uh, sad that they didn't give LeVar Burton a joint, but whatever. Who got it? Who did they end up going with? We talked about it and left it alone. But we never revisit any of nah, our we topics. Did. I do we have did. a topic nah, I want to revisit. We did talk week. about that. Remember the dude who runs Jeopardy, like, inter- oh, auditioned all the videos? Oh, he yeah. gave himself the job. Oh, and you got to love capitalism. And, and then he was a nasty man, and he had to give it up. So, like, I think they're back to square <laughs> one again. From yeah. Yeah. You got to love it. Uh, oh, speaking of giving myself the promotion, I got the follow-up for you. I... Went to my follow-up doctor's appointment after my lifestyle change in February. I will not bore y'all with the health talk again on this show. But I will say I went back from my doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. First of all, I went through the whole rigmarole again where, I, you know, they call me up. They take my car. I'm surprised by the copay again. Like, every time they ask (laughs) me for a copay, I always, like, make the what the fuck face. And then I start patting my back pocket. No, bro. Like, like, $35. Insurance. Insurance only made sense. As a dependent, bro. Like, as the nigga who got to pay the premium, insurance makes no, no sense. fucking sense. No, I, you know what made me the maddest about paying the copay this time? Because I get mad every time. But what made me mad this time was the audacity of them to ask me for a $35 copay when y'all don't even have a register. Y'all don't have a cash register. <laughs> and they're not so if gonna... I try to pay you in cash, where and... are you going to put it? And they're not accepting cash from your black ass or nobody's ass for that matter, bro. Like you're not getting cash off at the and, doctor's and it's office. It's not like they make it. They don't make it overly apparent that they can just bill you. When they say <laughs> copay, they say it like they need it now bro. or else they're not going to let you in the back. Am I tripping? See, fam, this is what fucked me up. The last time that I went to the doctor after all of my shit happened that I went for like my PCP checkup and shit. Like I went back there. How long you been doing PCP? 
a long time, <laughs> at least a, at least a year now at this point. Um, but I went back there, talked to him, woo woo, come back out the front, and this bitch said something like, uh, "Yeah, that's gonna be one hundred ninety four dollars and ten cents." Y'all should nigga, be telling me that before I get here. One, you should tell me that before I go back there. Two, I took a step back, and nigga, and I said, "Why?" <laughs> like I'm at the window looking like a whole nigga now like I'm the holder of an EBT card no shade to anybody who might be because y'all are beneficial to the community but mm-hmm. like nigga I almost started getting the sweats right there at the desk like is, am I gonna have to run well, now my like, heart rate is up yeah like am I gonna have to run or can you just send it to me and they were like I'm not gonna cause like look again this is why you need a wife. Luckily, my they wife was, should start with we can bill you. And if should. you can pay now, great. That's how they yeah, should say it. Right. They should. But again, luckily, my wife was standing there and this is why you need a wife, because my wife was like, um, that's probably not right. Can you bill it to us? Because we just got out of ER. and We ain't even got the ER bill yet. And the ER yeah. ran up all of that shit. Put all together. I shouldn't owe you one hundred ninety five dollars. And sure enough. I ain't seen nothing about no doctor's bill. Y'all. See so what imagine, I'm saying? Imagine how I paid them 195 I went through this one time, bro. I think my doctor's office in Columbus still owe me like 30 bucks, fam. I paid them a copay one time when I oh, did not owe them any money, bro. The and it's not oh, it's not even that. Like, I paid it. They just left it on my shit as a credit, bro. But, like, I never needed a copay. So, like, now y'all just hold my 30, 60 bucks for two, three years now. Like, bro, cut the check. And it ain't like it pop up. At, it don't pop up in the computer like you got a like you got a credit at GameStop or something. Like if you went back again with a copay, they would well, just I, ask no, again. You no, would have to fam, tell them. I swear you to got God, thirty credit. I, sw- I did not, bro. Like I went back like at least two more times, maybe even three times after that, and they always be like, "Oh, you got a credit, and you don't owe nothing today." So. Like, well, bitch, give me my thirty dollars back. Well, cash like, nah, me out. Open just, up goddamn yeah. register. <laughs> but so I, I, I give them the thirty five dollar copay right to go in the back. Same nurses last time, Wes. <laughs> if y'all need to know which nurse this is, go back a few episodes. I don't know what to tell you. But this the same nurse that was a bitch to me last time is the same nurse I got now. You would think I would say, great, because I can't wait to show this bitch up for how she looked at me when I was fat. You know what I'm saying? You would think that would be my attitude. But as soon as I saw her, I rolled my eyes like, God damn it. And you know what she said to me as soon as she opened the door? Mm. First of all, the way she opened the door was with an attitude like, come on. That's kind of mm-hmm. how she gave me the come mm-hmm. on. And she turned and looked at me as we went to the scale. Like, you look, she literally said this to me. What she said, you look excited to be here. I think she was prepared for me to weigh 20 more pounds than in February. Oh, she is a terrible spirit. You need she to stay away the from worst. her. Did she she's got the, the wor- comment card the last time on her. Like, I, they didn't give me one. Oh, <laughs> oh my. She's, I she's, got probably, all- she's probably responsible for giving you the comment card. She does not include those in her package. I'm glad you reminded me because I'm yelping that bitch next time. But listen, she stopped me at the fucking scales, right? So you know how, like, the doctor scale has got the weights on there and you got to do the balance beam. Like, I. Yeah, because like you guys are still drugs living in the 70s for sure. Bam. She, before I even got on the scale, I saw her move the weights to the 360 area, 360 pound area, because she was prepared for me to land around there. So when I stepped on this, I had something for it. I was fresh from the gym that day. I was coming. Yeah, bitch, you don't even know. I just came in you here fresh off know. of a throw up, bitch. I just threw up I on the way here. Like, I, just, I just got all the Campbell I'm soup down, out of me. I'm down at least eight pounds, ho. You don't know nothing about me. <laughs> so I stepped on the scale. Bro, the shit was so wrong. When I stepped on the scale, the weight went. Clong, clong, clong. Yeah, it was <laughs> way off, bitch. It was so off. Way so off. she starts like slightly tapping it. Tap, 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 tap. Tap, 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 tap. Tap, tap. And then I saw her face make the 
And then she looked down like I didn't have both feet on the motherfucker or something. Like she looked down to make sure I was fully on it. Tap, 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 tap. Bro. So my shit ended up being like 303. I just came nice. back from the Columbus nice. trip and I ate a lot of Donato's pizza. For sure. So before I left, I was like 298. But anyway. Nice. She wrote it down and she looked at me. She didn't say shit. She just wrote it down and she was like, huh. Escorted me to my little room, sat me on the paper, on the tissue paper, and said the doctor be in to see me a little bit. <laughs> see, so I'm bro, like squish squashing on the tissue paper. Not even that, bro. You better than me, fam. Cause when she would have went right to 360 on the joint, like when I stepped on it, I would have moved it for her. Like, and I probably would have said out loud. Nah, not right there, not right I would have told you you got me fucked up. Like it would have been yeah. that conversation. You got me fam, fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm forgetting? Before we she even escorted me to the doctor's room, let me tell you that this happened though. This I got a Yelp review for her as I'm telling you. <laughs> She asked me what my height was. Now, when she first asked me, I was like, well, didn't we do this last time? I couldn't remember right. if we did this last time, but she asked me what my height was. I don't know. Hey, I usually on. tell people Bro, I'm six. Not even. You know how lazy that is in 2022 to ask me how tall I am, bitch? Don't y'all got the thing in here? Stand on we the chair. The doctor. Stand on the fucking chair. Put the thing over top of my head and measure out those 76 put the inches. Clamp, put the cold clamp on the top of my head. Exactly. What are we doing? Exactly. Like, and you she figure out how tall me, I am. You when she how asked tall me what my height was, I said, I don't know, like 6'3". And she was like, you don't know? I was like, no, remember when I was here last time I told you I ain't been to the fucking doctor since I was a little kid? So she asked, this is what she asked me, Wes, and I'm not exaggerating for podcast content. She said to me, she said, well, what does your driver's license say? I paused for a second. I, I literally said, I paused for a second. I said, Wes, it says whatever I told them. They don't measure your height at the DMV. <laughs> Like, bro, well, at this point, I'm I mean, getting pissed. Like, bro, maybe, I'm like, you're the nurse. You should be telling me what my height is. Why are you asking me? Maybe you're looking at this the wrong way, bro. I have maybe, to. Maybe medically, you can get away with being taller. So, like, if you happen to die in a tragedy, they'll never be able to identify you because you've told the nurse you were 6'8 your entire adult <laughs> fucking life. And now well, they found a 6'3 man <laughs> whose <laughs> all other credentials match you. But no, no, no. After all of this, then she told me what her idea of my height was. She was like, no, you're more like 6'5 because my brother-in-law is 6'5. And then she looked at me and it said (laughs) 6'5. She didn't measure me. She just told me what she thinks. Bro, we've got to come up. We've got to come up with some type of like lasering device that they can set up in medical office that identify how tall you are. Man, they, they need, got a, they need apps an upgrade. on your cell phone that can do this. They need an upgrade in 2022 at the dark. Because again, why uh, you didn't just bitch, this wasn't the fair. You didn't guess my weight when we walked in here. You put me on a scale. <laughs> now, yes, you put me on a 1970 scale when y'all should have electronic you, one by this point. But you like figured it out. You have eventually. the tool to do that, bitch. I don't care if you had to go like grab a Sharpie and mark my shit across the wall and have me sign it. <laughs> And measure that shit with a tape measure, bitch. Figure out how tall I am because it's your job. I could not believe, and then she she was okay with just going with what she guesstimated yeah. and walking through the so tissue now, paper. Like she never well, measured me. I still don't know how tall I am. Congratulations, bro! You're six five now. I'm six five now. So this is the number one six five podcast on the internet. So she sits me on the tissue paper. I wait for like I didn't wait nearly as long for my doctor this time. I don't know if it was I showed up early or he just wasn't no, busy. It's that nigga was uh, in the room in five to seven minutes. It's because like, oh. you lost weight and you're gonna live now. Before when you were gonna die, he can wait a little longer. <laughs> you think there was pace in the hallway trying to figure out what they was gonna tell me? <laughs> you're like, ah, nah, he's got more minutes left. He can wait it out. <laughs> it's like if we luck, if we lucky, he'll die before he'll we die, get in right? there and we won't have to even deal with him. <laughs> But five to seven minutes go by. <laughs> Doctor Rogers comes in, <laughs> and like I can see on his face, he already got the news. 
I'm down almost 60 pounds. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, he closed the door behind him. He sits down. He opens his laptop. He says, I see you're down a significant amount of weight. And then he checks again. He's like, 57 pounds? Is that right? I was like, I mean, probably. You know what I mean? I told him, I was like, you know, I I told him, I was like, you know, since I was here last time with you, I took what you said very seriously. I ordered the book on sugar that that you recommended to me. I gave it a read. I cut sugar as close to zero as I can get it. I count calories now. I'm in the gym six days a week. And the only times I'm not in the gym six days a week is when I'm in the gym seven days a week. You know what I mean? Like I'm I, and I'm in there for two hours a day. And as I'm talking, he's typing. Like, wow, you he's gave, typing down everything. I'm saying you gave him real model of a black man answer. When I'm not in the gym, when I'm not in there six, it's because I'm there seven. Bro, that belongs on a plaque somewhere. And somebody, I'm only I'm only not in the gym six days a week when I'm in there for seven. I only sometimes take a day off because I'm sore, dog. Arnold Schwarzenegger's never even said anything that great according to fitness. That's our next shirt. Uh, but fucking, so I'm telling him this, he's writing it down. And then like, bro, he must've shook my hand three or four times in his doctor's visit and just was like, I commend you. That's an excellent job. Like he took my blood pressure again and all of that. He's like, all your stuff looks great. I almost said shit. He didn't say shit, but he was like, everything looks amazing. He was like, I'm going to send you for another blood test just because your insulin levels were really bad last time. And I was concerned about your pancreas, like burning out and bursting into a ball of flames because you intake so much sugar. I'm going to send you for another fucking blood test to see if those things have normalized since your weight loss. Cause he's like, it's great that you lost a lot of weight. But sometimes what happens is kind of like a car. If you mash the gas um, 100 miles an hour for three hours straight and then you immediately just take your foot off the gas, sometimes you can blow a gasket. Right. So I just want to make sure you didn't blow a gasket because you turned the switch so fast. So I was like, okay, cool. I wasn't really thrilled about giving blood again because I don't like needles, but fuck it. You know what I mean? Might as well check everything while we're there. But he even asked me, he asked me what I do for a He was like, what do you do? And I was like, well, you know, I, I count calories and I, you know, I, I eat immediately fast and I drink the number one adult beverage in the world, water most of the day. He was like, no, what do you do for a living? And I was like, I'm a janitor. Why? Wow. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I thought that you worked at the lab. He was like, I figured you might be a scientist just based on, this is literally what he said. I'm not making this up. He was like, based on how efficient you was with your diet and how oh, precise yeah. you are with what you're telling me. I thought that you might've been like one of the scientists at the laboratory. Bro. You are very specific and focused. Bro. Like, I'm just, I'm obsessive. I got an obsessive person. I'm the same way about this podcast. Like once we started this podcast, you can attest. Once we started the podcast and we said we were dropping every Tuesday, yeah, what yeah. have we done? We've for dropped every, and a half well, years. It was Fridays or whatever day it was. Whatever now, it was, it was going to be what it was. Yeah, you guys have gotten it considered. There's only been one 10-day gap in this podcast. I just want to put it out there. Ever. Yeah, I mean, but like two things there. Wow. Look at how much more respect you get from losing 57 pounds. They didn't have, they <laughs> you couldn't have, disrespect me at my fattest? They didn't give you this much respectable conversation when, when you no, were, you know. I don't even think you looked me in my eyes in February. What I'm saying, shook your hand three times. I don't recall your hand being shook last time. It was like, <laughs> no, hey, bro, not like, Why would he want to touch such a fat, disgusting person? Bro, bro gave you the live long and prosper hands, bro. He was like, <laughs> hey, fam, I, I hope I see you at your next appointment. And then, two, I know you don't, you don't get asked this question <laughs> often. <laughs> Yeah, I know you don't get asked this question often, but like if somebody asks you what you do for a living, have you considered telling somebody you podcast for a living? No, just because I don't want them to think that I have loose money. Like I feel like if I told them my podcast, then they think that like Raycon's money is coming in. Yeah, and we don't advertise Raycon's yet. Would you uh, would you take Raycon's one as a sponsor? 
I would, but we don't have any Scooty bikes, so that's not on the table right now. But just the earbuds, though. Would you tell people you use the earbuds for a dollar amount? I would because I would test the earbuds out because I actually like saw them before and I thought they were dope. They give me kind of like in-ear vibes. Um, so I think they are sweet. Like I hear a lot of people say good things about them. So I would I've try, been to, try them, to give us, yeah, if they wanted to give us a little bag for the joints, I would, I would, what, you know. What popular item that you hear a lot on like YouTube and podcasting that you would not be down for? There's like Raycon and then there's like uh magic spoon cereal. That's always on podcast ads. There's blue chew dick pills. Like, is there any of these like, Super big ones that you just like, bro. I I can't advertise y'all with a straight face on my podcast. I don't I don't know if I've heard enough because again I'm spoiled by Joe and them who don't do that. Um, and I don't really at this point listen to too many other podcasts, so I don't know what they're plugging out here. Um, but again, would be both- your least favorite, I'll say, because I I think for the right like not just check, but if they came to us the right way, I think that you pretty much advertise anything that wasn't going to kill people. But what will be your least favorite advertiser that could come to Dipped in Butter and say they want us to sell their shit that you would be like, I'll do it. I, I, this is probably a terrible answer, but I think the therapy app um, will probably be a bad thing to advertise here because I've been I, wanting to talk about the therapy.com for so many yeah, weeks. Yeah. Bro. I don't think the, uh, I don't think the therapy app would be good here. One, because I, you know, we kind of, we kind of use this as therapy and like, I, my, my purpose here is not to induce anything that anybody needs therapy for. So like, I don't even want you in the mindset of needing therapy while you listening to me. Cause I'm going to probably say some wild shit and yeah. probably not going to remember what I said. So like, I don't, yeah, but the therapy app will probably, it's probably not, not the place for me. Yeah. We can get the blue chews off and we can get the fucking, uh, the, the, um, what, what was the draws one? I forget what it was, but like, <laughs> there's a lot of shit that we could get off, but the, I, in the therapy, Man, app so might we could be, do manscaped. We could we could do a lot of and I could even get the therapy shit off, but like it would probably want to be one of those that they might not appreciate. Like it would, and, it would and probably, we would have to do a hard cut from our show. Like yeah. there would be a long pause here, and then we come in. Hi, this is Cat and West from like from uh, Internet yeah. Therapy. And then what like, confuses me about Internet Therapy though, like in with this was a topic I've been wanting to talk to you about for weeks, and we just stumbled on it. Like I'm pro therapy. I think therapy is great. I want to get into it when I have time or when I lose another 50 pounds and maybe I have some more time on my hands. But fucking what confuses me about that is I feel like you have to be in somebody's presence to get what isn't being said in words. You know what I mean? Like body language and cadence to speech. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know how therapists can accurately assess what a person is saying fully over an internet connection versus when they're in person. That's what concerns me the most. Like, how can I be sure that you're getting, like, you don't even know that I'm shaking my leg under the table right now when I'm telling you this guy. You know what I mean? Like, how could you pick that, pick up on that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can get the full connection. And then even still, like, I guess I'd much rather like offer the advertising opportunity to somebody who actually listens to the podcast and has something to advertise. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you are a listener Mm -hmm. of ours and, you knit fucking scarves and hats and shit. Like I'm more liable to like, I would love plug, plug you for 35 bucks in my podcast. You know what I'm saying? We should like, do that. Let's open the floor. I, hey, anybody listening has it, a private I, business I and was, yeah, like not enough. I promise. We don't got to do a crazy large number. We could do nah. something super reasonable. Shoot us a dipped in butter program at gmail.com while we're out at fuck it. I yeah, say anything. Or any, all anybody that you know. Dipped yeah. in butter program at gmail.com. If you want us to advertise something for you, we can negotiate prices. It ain't going to be nothing crazy. We can do nah, something super nah. reasonable, something that works for you. Uh, we can do an extended program. We ain't like we. 
we ain't got to do like $35 for one episode. We could do yeah, some nah, over a yeah, stretch of a month. You know what I mean? We can work with you. Figure it out. Yeah. I, shout I like out, that shout out to my Let's cousin Braylon. Um, you know, he kind of brought this idea up not too long ago. You know, he asked Give if he had any type of advertising package. And I was like, Braylon, nah. hit us back up. Yeah. Man. I was like, nah, we niggas. We ain't came up with nothing like that yet. But he <laughs> definitely did like plant the seed that got me thinking along he those did. lines. Like you could definitely sponsor the month. I, I will a hundred of you motherfuckers can sponsor a month. I wouldn't give a shit. Like we'll figure out how to get all a hundred and y'all into some episodes in a month. Like rings, man. Uh, hit us up about the beer creams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. All of that shit. So like, and we, we can make it a thing. Definitely. So reach yeah, out. We should do that. Look at us doing business right here. Live. Live. So, without without um, ever but, talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, mo- moving along, uh, out graduation this week, I almost forgot to talk to you about it because uh-huh. I'm starting to feel bad when you like when you hit me in real life and you're like, hey, we're supposed to be friends. We don't just do a podcast. You don't tell me about your life. I almost forgot to tell you that graduation week just passed. I know right. you know that because right. I actually like got into my Instagram page mm-hmm. and posted it. I'm sure you've seen it. But my son graduated high school this past weekend, uh, which was an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, fam, as a father, and this is my first graduating adult child my mm-hmm. you know second baby is still kind of a baby she's going to first grade but like when i tell you it is a mind-blowing thing for your child to graduate high school and start becoming a man mm-hmm. and like he he drove 25 minutes out of town for me today and you know like watching him turn into this adult mm-hmm. and not having school as an obstacle for him anymore like literally a, a switch just flipped like as soon yeah. as he no longer had any more obligation to his high school like he is already blooming into a different person just not having that weight on his shoulders and it's so fucking cool to watch bro like he talks more freely now just in the last couple of days like he speaks to us way more freely (laughs) kind of gave me a little bit of attitude today like you know (laughs) almost wanted to hit him but i was i'm gonna let him live because it's still kind of graduation weekend right thursday right right, right. it's gonna stop but it's it's really fucking cool man like dog any of y'all that's listening that has kids in high school or getting close to that point, I'm telling y'all, man, it is an absolute mind-blowing, unique experience to have a grown child in the house, man. And it's just like, I'm super proud of them, obviously. That goes without saying. But it's a very surreal thing. Like, I even had a moment today, like, you know, we had to go down to Walmart to get some things taken care of and stuff like that. And he kind of walked up on me, and it kind of, like, knocked me out of my reality <laughs> somewhat, like, he walked up on me with stuff that he was buying out of the grocery store for his mm-hmm. personal use. Mm-hmm. And it ain't like he ain't never did that before, like grabbed his own snacks for him to pay for it because he got his own job and his own money and shit. Mm-hmm. But the idea that he would be eating those snacks throughout the week because he wasn't going to school mm-hmm. really kind of fucked me up. Bro. Like, <laughs> like, oh, man, it's like, oh, you're wrong. putting more of that in the cart because the school's not feeding you this school week. not feeding oh. me. I got to feed myself, Gigi. I got I to think forward. Fam, it is so mind-blowing. And, like, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. Like, I, I held it together during graduation really well, except for one part. It was when his principal did, like, this official speech of, like, hey, I gotta officially say this thing because by the state of New Mexico, I have to say this. So he says, like, you know, kind of like, by the power vested in me, yeah. I congratulate the class of 2022 Los Alamos High School to be officially certified as completing the high school program, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And him saying all that official shit before they even started calling the names and walking people across the stage really fucked me up, bro. Like hearing all that official <laughs> rhetoric 
like really made it sink and hit home. Like, damn, like this was my baby. Like this was my firstborn. This my little nigga, and he is a man now. Like, and then it's so what should really make you cry is that your son has officially completed his first official um, lifetime course in swindling because you have gone through thirteen years of education and congratulations. While it is a feat, you've gone through your your first swindling, but you know it's always congratulations deserved. It's a full on swindle, man. It's a full on swindle. It's it's crazy because like. Because we live in one of them towns that's got, like, a lot of money in it and a lot of privilege and stuff like that, like, pretty much everybody in his graduating class, which is a very big graduating class. Like, I, when I first looked at all the students walking across, I was like, are y'all sure this is all just the one school? Like, how the fuck <laughs> y'all got so many successful teams? Like, but... Ain't nobody so failing out here? Yeah, nobody ain't failing. Like, <laughs> I thought my son was going to fail, but fucking, like... Everybody has an immediate plan. Like I'm going to UNM for robotics and all of this shit. And it's just like, my son already knows what he wants to do. It doesn't involve school. I'm proud of him for having enough confidence in himself to say, listen, immediate college following high school is not for me. That's not Mm -hmm. the path I want to take. And I'm glad he doesn't feel pressure to just say he's going to college or just pretend to be interested in college and waste time and money getting into debt when he know he ain't going to be focused and ready to take courses on a fucking you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this is under your own will so yeah. what your professors care about you passing or failing ain't shit because shit you didn't already pay yeah, the fee yeah so i don't know it's just it's a really interesting process to watch them go through this thing and you know i'm just super excited for the next couple of years honestly with him and watching the decisions he chooses to make and all of that. i, I mean know, it's yeah. kind of fun no, nah, it's got it's got to be a fun thing. I mean, kind of, you know, you kind of um, mirror some of the things that I've heard my dad say when it came to me and I, you know, me graduating and shit and how mm. how fast time flies and you know shit like that. So you you're not a uh, off off track with that. Okay, all right. It's good to know that I'm not just freaking out, man. Like I know nah. other people have the same experience, but it does very much feel like you are having the experience alone. If that makes sense, like you're in a crowd full of hundreds and hundreds of Pam like parents and family and relatives and shit at the graduation, but you feel like it's just you and your child in this moment. I don't know. Yeah. It's very, very yeah, 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 yeah. I can understand. It's super that. dope. Did you, uh, completely switching gears. Um, I know we talked lightly about Jack Harlow. And okay. His album. Mm-hmm. I know you like Jack Harlow and you still like Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you probably heard about, uh, his news this past week about, mm-hmm. Not knowing Brandy and Ray J were brother and sister and yeah. not being able to reckon. That was an angel of mine or something like that. Uh, I don't know if he was. Uh, well, he maybe he struggled with the song. Uh, well, yeah, he definitely struggled with the song because he didn't know what the artist was. But yeah, whatever. Well, why should he? Right. Like, I mean, this song came out before he was born, probably. Or when right. he was in diapers. Why do we expect him to know that? But I thought it was super silly for Brandy to get on Twitter and like puff her chest all out in a trying to be funny, but passive aggressive kind of way about how she'll rip him on the mic over his beat and then sing his ass to sleep. Did you hear all this? Mm-hmm. Did you hear the Brandy diss track uh, response over first class to Jack Harlow with Brandy rapping? I did. They had a show that was executive produced by Cameron with Brandy and Eve and a couple other black women, excellent mm-hmm. black all-star mm-hmm. women actresses that was canceled not too long ago. That featured mm-hmm. Brandy rapping. Okay. Why does Brandy think 
that we want to hear her rap? Um, I I think she gets um a hype in certain areas, but this is this is not Brandy's first like go at rapping. No, it isn't. Um, and, and I've I heard think, her sound okay before. Well, and I think that's what it is. I think like particularly for females who we might not know for rapping, like if they can rap and it sounds okay, I think we give them a little bit of leeway. We give them a little extra. Yeah, gas. we give them a little bit of leeway, and like I don't remember I don't when know Mary J. Blige did it. No, Brooklyn, I mean. No, I don't. You don't remember Mary J. Blige had an alter ego Brooklyn when she would rap? No, absolutely not. I don't want to hear that at all, Um, (laughs) for real. But like, yeah. So I I think she gets a little bit of leeway, um, you know, when it comes to the rap and shit. Um, And I don't, I didn't get too much into um, this this Jack Harlow joint that that she did. And I think mainly because she was giving me like drag on vibes, like. I didn't like the way that she sounded um, over over this rap, and I really just didn't under. I, I mean, I understood it was her like having fun and like poking fun at the situation and shit, which is cool. But like, I guess I'm just not taking it as serious as like the rest of the internet has because it's it's Brandy. She's an R and B singer, and like she rapped over to Jack Harlow B after she said like it goes together. So like, I guess this is just like entertaining to me. Like this this is what it is, and like next week and week after that, it won't matter. Well, it didn't matter like three days after. Like uh, three days, it kind of didn't matter when she did it, honestly, because Jack Harlow, I'm sure, just ate one more McNugget as he was listening to it. Like I'm sure it didn't bother him, him one bit. But I don't know. I guess I get, I guess I get secondhand embarrassment in moments like this, right? Because nothing's wrong with Brandy trying to rap, or even if she has fun with it. Like who am I to fucking knock Brandy trying to have fun? Like she uh-huh. is. By all intents and purposes, a legend in her field. She can do what she wants. If she wants to try her hand at rapping over the first class beat, then who the fuck am I to stop her? But I do like the culture, and I do want the culture to return of us saying when some shit is trash, or at least pointing and laughing when someone has made a fool of themselves. Not saying she shouldn't try, but when she falls on her face, I do want to still be able to point and laugh. And I feel like this this freestyle was dumb and it was whack. Like, and, I don't want it. And I guess for me personally, I guess I'm just at the point of, like, not lending my commentary or any, like, real brain, like, any real ram or any real, like, thoughts towards shit that really doesn't matter. You know doesn't what I'm matter, saying? Because, right? like, why did, why did you do this? And, like, if I start asking myself too many questions, I'm going to get way too far down the wormhole. And then too much I'll brain be on, like, yeah, I'll be on, like, YouTube. And, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do any of that shit, bro. So, like... This, it all doesn't make any sense. Like, Jack Harlow, how the fuck did you not know that? Really, honestly, how did you not know that that was at least Brandy? And then how did you not know that Brandy and Ray J are siblings? Like, yo, what, you, what have you, you know, what have you been paying attention to? And what are your like cultural references? Right. Like, what's, what's important indeed, to you that you rap? Because that's so minute that you should know it in the culture. It's kind of stupid that you don't know it. I agree. You, you know what I thought was fire about his response, though, is. I love that he said, yo, Brandy is Ray J's sister? Yeah, no. Like, bro, Ray J for all my Brandy's living, brother. Ray J has been Brandy's hey, brother. But minute. I love the fact Ain't that Jack that Harlow Brandy's was so young brother. that Brandy is Ray J's sister now. Like, Ray J in the culture to these no. kids is higher than Brandy. But they're wrong. Like, see, this would this this is would be a conversation. No, they're wrong, between, but it's their but it, existence. But, but it, it but it would be wrong though. I don't care that it's your existence. <laughs> it is still incorrect. Like, regardless of and not. A, Do you think in the year 2022, Ray J is a bigger name than Brandy? Just in this year alone, 
Which name do you think rings more bells? Just more bells, by and large, for Ray J or Brandy? For a child who might have been born in the year 2006, Ray J is definitely more, like, culturally relevant. But, like, you don't get Ray J without Brandy. Like, I don't think Absolutely we, I don't not. think if Brandy was never Brandy, if she didn't, like, you know, sing, be Whitney Houston and Dionne Warwick's fucking protege and, like, mm-hmm. act and going to do the shit that she did, we never Ray J never even gets Ray, to put on the plaid we even, button up. We don't even know Ray J until Moesha, which she had done so much shit prior to Moesha, fam. So, like, that's is is low key disrespectful. I can understand that that is the kid's reality, but like you hate it. You hate the almost, reality. It's almost like the God and Jesus conversation, or the chicken okay. and the egg, or or Biggie and Hove. Because listen, we don't. But I know Hove addressed this in a pre in a recent verse, but mm-hmm. without Big Hove doesn't get the catapult that he gets. But mm-hmm. we can all agree that Hove is a bigger name than Big, right? Yes. But we don't get Hove, at at least not to this magnitude, we can say, without Big's existence. I agree. So, I mean, I'm more of a fan of Ray J's than Brandy's. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like Ray J's a bigger talent, because I know Brandy's way more talented than Ray J. But me personally, I listen to way more Ray J music than I do Brandy. That's just me, though. I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to cap. Um, Brandy is Black Cinderella, and she did that thing alongside Whitney Houston. So that kind of, you know, you can never be that's special that, to me. That, that that can beat whatever Raycon earbud that you can ever put together. There's, there's mean, not a Scooty Mike fast Ray, enough. Ray, Ray J has a lot more uh, questionable moments out here than than Brandy does. Uh, but and not for nothing, I don't even want to end it on this. But Brandy did murder a nigga. So while we're talking about R&B because we're not talking about murder just yet on the podcast we got plenty of time to talk about murder later you you want to have this conversation now here while we, we're talking R&B I put, some, I put some thought into the conversation so if you want to have a little conversation we can let's talk about it so I texted Wes earlier this week for the listening audience because I wanted to have, give him plenty of time to prepare for this conversation I did not want to spring this on my mans I love him too much to do this to him because I know this topic is important to both of us. And I just felt like it was kind of that time of the year to have one of these conversations. Every now and then we talk about top five rappers, top five all-time rappers, top five current rappers, top five rap albums, mixtapes. We do that shit kind of semi-regularly around here. But I feel like one of the topics that we never really addressed was R&B, but albums specifically. Like I think we've even talked about R&B artists before even slightly, but I don't think we've ever talked about R&B albums because the reason why this hit me as such a significant conversation, because for me personally, R&B top five albums can be so separate from top five artists, at least for me. Now I'm super interested to hear your list and how those things correlate if Mm -hmm. they do at all. Because for me, I noticed as I was going through this in my mind, like what some of my favorite R&B albums was, they weren't exactly synonymous with who my favorite R&B acts were. I and that's agree. why I found this topic so interesting. Yeah, yeah. As I was thinking about my favorite R&B art, uh, albums, my favorite R&B artists weren't necessarily coming straight to mind. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you. So for the listening audience at home, y'all feel free to play along, start thinking about <laughs> What are some of y'all's favorite R&B albums? I want to have a short discussion with my mans who I trust behind the R&B wheel. If you're driving the R&B car, I trust you behind the wheel. 
Give me some of your or your top five R and B albums and why. Let's let's get really into it. I got you. I'm I'm gonna I'm actually gonna leave them in order. I was gonna like replace something that I had on my list with something else, but I'm actually gonna say it how I have it in order. I don't know if I have them listed in order. Um maybe I do. Um so I'll I'll just I'll say them like that. But I'm also gonna bring up my um my honorable mentions. Um Oh, gotta have honorable. Yeah, gotta have honorable mentions. So at the very top of my R and B albums list, for me, this is my favorite R and B albums, um, just to be clear. Um, I got Usher Confessions right at the top of that thing. Um, Usher Confessions came out um at a time, you know, during during my teenage years when I was growing up and it was just different at the time for, you know, what we perceived um to be an artist being extremely vulnerable and what seemed like was playing out in their real life. Um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we know that that was just a lot of great Jermaine Dupree production. Um, but thinking. that's what that's what makes it even greater. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? I, I think I've said this before. Like, yeah. I feel like when they pulled back the curtain and said, "Hey, we yeah. made that up. We took advantage of what y'all thought the chili situation Absolutely. to be, and we molded around it." To me, it was like you know when you found out how Michael Jackson did the lean and it was a nail in the floor. Yeah. It didn't make it less special. It made it more special that somebody could have such a genius mind to think of something like that. And it made Confessions doper to me when I found out that it was all a ploy. Absolutely. So uh, Usher Confessions is at the top of my list. Um, and the number two slot, I have Drew Hill, Enter the Drew. Um, <sighs> Drew Hill, <laughs> Drew Hill, Enter the Drew is probably um, one of the first R&B albums I can remember listening Do to. Do you mind if we stop at, at each of these and talk of a course. little bit? Okay. Because <laughs> I, I didn't want you to like, no, I need you to let me go through all of these. <laughs> nah, 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 okay. Nah. Enter the Drew. I really like that album. I really, really like Drew Hill. And one day we're going to have the conversation about Drew Hill versus Jodeci. Mm-hmm. And not just on the versus stage per se, but really how we feel about both of these groups, right? Because I'm a Jodeci guy, like, mm-hmm. at heart. Mm-hmm. I was raised on Jodeci. Jodeci has a specific grasp on my heart, nostalgia-wise and talent-wise. But I do feel like Drew Hill, for beginning to end or beginning to today, Probably has a better career longevity-wise. Few, if any, acts burned as hot and as bright as Jodeci. But longevity-wise, I think Drew Hill probably got it. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, Am I nah. tripping? No, nah, I can agree okay. with that. But but Into the Drew, like I say, is probably one of the first R&B albums I can remember, like, seeing a hardcover CD of in the house. Like, mm. probably several copies in the house. Like. Oh, that. Going, you know, listening to the album back to back, and like Beauty is on that album, so like Beauty, Beauty kind of speaks for man. itself. Yeah, Beauty, Beauty is an all time R and B joint. Absolutely. Can we stop for a minute and just have an appreciation for it that is. song? Like, and, okay, I gotta c- come clean with you though. Enter the Drew is fire, and if mm-hmm. not for my lovely wife, I probably would have never heard that CD all the way through because I only heard the singles on the radio. For some reason, the dude with the blonde hair didn't make me feel confident enough as a young man to go out and buy that. It wasn't until Drew World Order that I ever owned a Drew Hill CD. I didn't buy a Drew Hill CD till they added the fifth member of the group and was almost already going downhill. Is that fucked <laughs> up? Nah, it ain't. But like, that's what I was going to say too. Like that Enter the Drew album is like the core of what the culture knows Drew Hill to be. Mm. So like, I kind of appreciate that I album for, it. you know, being what it is in that moment. And I did just add another one to my um, my list. I don't know. But it's on my list. Do whatever list. you want, bro. It's on my list and it's not on my like honorable mention list. I feel like I have to put it on my list, but I don't want to take anything off. But in my third spot. I'm so scared spot, of my fifth spot, bro. I am terrified um, to tell you my fifth spot. Nah, I think I'm actually going to move this to my third spot, the one that I just added. Um which is probably on your list as well, but music soul child. I just want to sing. Um, 
gotta gotta go on the list. Um, okay, that's right. just a classic album. I think "Merry Go Round" um, is probably one of the greatest R. I don't even want to say one of the greatest R and B songs, but it's just a very great song to listen to. Um, and I fuck with Mary Garrett. Why along. don't look, we listen? We we can take as long as we want on this. Is our podcast. Why don't you want to say that it's one of the greatest R and B songs of all time? Like, what is um, keeping you from jumping off that cliff? Because I haven't put a lot of thought into that statement. I don't, okay. you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say that and then get to thinking about seven other fucking songs. I'm like, but 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 because like Usher has a song. Can you help me? fucking phenomenal if you've never heard it you might not know it and i don't want to bring that up to like say why i love 8701 but like that's that's not on my list you know what i'm saying but like so off of um music soul child i just want to sing like i say that's another one um song for song you can kind of play that thing through and you you get a story and it's a it's a great introduction to an artist um if you hadn't heard specifically music soul child um (laughs) i didn't get to scatting on that bitch right now i feel about it in 2022 but um after that uh, another one that I have on my list is uh, Jamie Foxx, Unpredictable. Um, Jamie Foxx, Unpredictable. Can we yeah, yeah, can yeah. we stay there for a second? Of course we okay. can. As a, <clears throat> I'm going to say this loosely and friendly. I don't mean it. I only mean this like 30%, 35%. As a Jamie Foxx, as an R&B singer hater, and I'll say that again for the people in the back, me, Kat, one half of this, of this show, as a Jamie Foxx R&B singer hater, what makes Unpredictable? Because you're not the first person that's told me that they really, really, really respect and enjoy that album to that mm-hmm. high of a level. Can you explain to me why that's so good? Because I've heard it, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's bad. Don't get me wrong. Like I think it's a good album, but let me tell you where the disconnect is for me. Jamie Foxx, to me, and I think we've had this conversation before, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx, to me, is a great singer. He is great at singing. But the way he delivers his songs to me always comes off as an actor playing the role right. of a singer. Right, right, I right. never take his songs as genuine. I don't know how he could be delivering them to make me satisfied. I honestly don't know. But for some reason, I never fully buy his songs. Like they're coming from his heart. I so have, what am I missing here? What am I doing wrong? There's a lot of great music on that album. I think at that time it was... Um, I think for people who knew that Jamie Foxx was a musical artist, they knew. Mm-hmm. But for those who didn't know, they just didn't know. And then for Jamie Foxx to come out with the single Unpredictable that had motherfuckers rocking and, you know, we were already familiar with him from Slow Jams and, you know, his, his kind of his soft introduction there again. Like, he was on Slow Jams because motherfuckers knew he could sing. Like, he didn't land on Slow right. Jams by accident. Like, right. so, like, he had already been a singer and doing shit like that. So, at as... For that to be his, you know, kind of national introduction of, hey, I'm an artist. I feel like that entire album um, did a good job of keeping him in that realm. And I think he did it like, like you say, you might take it as, you know, he's, but like, I feel like he really put his all into acting like he was trying to be an R&B artist on that. For real, like if he was, if he's acting, he's really acting like he's an R&B artist and he really like sang the songs and you know. He's giving us the Ali Yeah, like because he's a great artist, like he can play the piano, he can sing, like he he has the talent to do it and I feel like he really kind of like focused in and gave us a lot. And there's, again, there's a lot of great music on there that I can relate to. That also came out at a time when, you know, I was out here moving and grooving in the streets. And, I and that relate. plays a big part it of R&B. And I think that's it what does. makes this conversation so interesting because like to me, and this is just for me, um, R- ranking R&B albums to me has, obviously it has a lot to do with the talent, the execution, how good the songs are. 
But almost just as important to those things is where you were when you used to play them, what your memories are associated with this music. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like rap, there's there's some of that too with rap, but I just feel like it lives so much larger when it comes to R&B. Like when were you playing this? Who was you with? What was you doing? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. R&B just feels like it just ingrains so much more into your lifestyle versus rap. And that's why I think this R&B top five albums is so interesting. Yeah. So I got I got two more left that I want to mention. Um, and I'm going to okay. say this one before I put the last one in because the last one I like the reason better. Um, but the next one I'm going to mention is um, Frank Ocean Channel Orange. Um, the, the Frank Ocean Channel Orange album, uh, again, is another one like you had to be outside when that joint came out and you had to like feel that and experience that channel on for me pyramids is one of the greatest r&b songs ever written i will say that about pyramid no argue with your mama i heard somebody earlier say argue with your ex don't argue with me pyramids is one of like just the greatest songs fuck putting the like greatest r&b song on it it's one of the transition all of that shit that goes on in pyramids is fire. Real quick question for you. Is Thinking About You on Channel Orange? Yes. Thinking About You for me is one of the greatest R&B songs ever written but, or but performed. That, but like those two songs just on that album, stop talking to me. Like, and, and, and the reason why I'm trying not to interrupt you and you can see me over here squinting is because <laughs> me and your R&B uh, list is, um, is so <laughs> entertaining. Like... As you name an album, me and you are almost hitting the exact same target on so much, of, so much of these opinions, and we didn't talk about any of this. None of this, bro. None and of I this. Didn't, and I and I only even like half thought about it earlier, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta complete my thoughts. So I had to like go and uh -huh. like, dude, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta. There's just certain things gotta that have to go this. on this list, so that's why I even like thinking about it now. But the last one that I'll add to my list um, before I get to some of these honorable mentions, and I'll go through those quick. But damn, I kind of want to add this one over to my other list now. But I'll just name whatever it you like. Model. So my last my last slot on my list list um i actually have trey songs the 11 album um the 11 album is such a good fucking album bro, bro. like that is a good fucking not, cd not only is it a good album but like that is probably still like today just thinking about it now that's the only album i'll fuck to like i'll turn on 11 and i'll fuck like because you, you know why it's so great because so many times on so many good good r&b albums does it get interrupted with some rap track? Yeah, or some bro. Nah. Party joint. He did like, it fam, great. don't do like you had a good six song part of this album where you could have kept it going, but you've had to fuck That's, it up with uh blame it on the alcohol. Yeah. Or with, with say ah. Like I don't That's need say ah right here, bro. Eleven is one of the sexiest albums out. It's is a what very I sexy like it's album. a very sexy and like you say, he doesn't he doesn't muddy it up with those. And like I think I credited him before on his podcast about it, but at the same time he came out with that twenty seven joint, and that's where he gave you those at. And he I applauded him for that. And I was like, thank you so much, so smart for not so putting smart. any of that on eleven because eleven you can play top to bottom. Like eleven is great, bro. Yeah, you can you can play it top great. to bottom, no question. So on the honorable mentions, um, right at the very top of my honorable mention list, I got. Gotta go with Miguel Kaleidoscope Dream. Um, I almost forgot that on my list entirely. <laughs> oh my god! I gotta go Kaleidoscope Dream um, because where's the fun in forever? Like how many drinks? I'm like, so glad I let you go first. I gotta rework my whole list. <laughs> like what are we talking about? Like oh, I almost want to move Kaleidoscope god. Dream over to the list and out of that the album is front to back, top to bottom, yeah. incredible. Yeah, uh, and yeah. again, talking about greatest art, because as we talk about these, we're going to have to talk about greatest R&B songs of all time, because that's just intertwining the conversation. Mm -hmm. 
Adorn. <laughs> Adorn You is just one of the greatest R&B songs ever performed yeah. in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I- it ain't like Kaleidoscope Dream is not one of them albums where Adorn is just way up here and the rest of the album exists in some lower form of itself. Mm-hmm. The rest of that album is right up there with the door. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it's right up there. Like it does not slack off. No. It's not one of them things where I bought it for a dorm, but I really only got two more songs. I can't uh-huh. wait off that album. Like now, nah, Kaleidoscope Dream from top to bottom is yeah. amazing. Thank God for you, Wes. I already Oof. know an album that's on your list. I know you're gonna say I can't wait for you to get to that part though. Um so you then do? I have yeah, of course I do. I'm um, confused. Another honorable know. mention. Um, that I ironically I just listed Brandy on my honorable mention honorable mention list. Um, I didn't put an album specifically, but I think her name belongs there. Um, just just as an R and B artist, I think she does it very very well. Um, but then the next album that I have listed on my honorable mention list is Daniel Caesar Case Study O One. Mm, um, I don't think yeah, I've that, heard that. That's a really good album if you want to go and listen to that. Like it, it's like shockingly good. Like oh shit! Like I didn't know I was getting this out of that. Um, and damn, I feel like I just said that and I thought about another album that I can't think of right here in the moment. But um, under Daniel Caesar, I have Sir Chasing Summer. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Sir, um, he's a TDE artist, I believe, still. Um, but he's under that umbrella of people. Amazing fucking album. Um, November is also a project of his that's very, very great. Go listen to either one of those. There's another one, but Chasing Summer, which has John Redcorn on it. Um Chef's Kiss over to my man, sir. I've and then the that. last album that I have mentioned on my honorable mention list goes to uh, Mr. Bryson Tiller and Trap Soul. I was I was afraid that one of us wouldn't mention Trap Soul because I know there's probably some people that are like yeah. of the generation after or around your age or mine. Mm-hmm. Or I know of Reams' generation. I know uh, Trap Soul is big for them. Yeah. Um, and I want to acknowledge that even though it didn't hit me just getting out of school in that life experience timeline, which is super important to R&B. But I know that that's big for a lot of people. So for I'm sure. glad somebody mentioned Travis. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make I, my list, but it's it made, not a diss. It, it literally made my list last. I felt like I had to put it there when I was doing I was like, ah, I got to. I have to put him on the list. Because he 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 had a moment. He did a thing for the R&B. So like, we'll but we sure. are in agreement that, that Tory Lanez did win that fight. Yeah. He is hands down the better artist. Hands down, the better artist, Wes. Tory Lanez is the better artist. Bryson Tiller has the most potential. The better album. The most potential. Oh, the most potential. You think so? If Bryson Tiller put his, if he put any fucking effort into what he was trying to do, he would be, he Even as a songwriter, because you know yeah. Tory Lanez is a, and I know you understand songwriting, which is why I'm so shocked. Like, Damn, we had, we Tory had is pen, a great songwriter. We had the Pen Griffey conversation already, G. Ah, we got to talk about this in depth off the pile one day because I'm shocked that you think. To, I love. I love. Like I'm not mad at the take. I just do, I didn't have you pegged for having I, Bryson with I, more talent. If I had to go, like, if we had to just talk about pens and we were talking about Drake, Tory, and Tiller, I'm going Drake, Tiller, Tory. Like Tory will fall wow. at the bottom of that list. Yeah. Ah, wow, we got to talk more about this after the show. Okay, so I'm going to give you my. This is hard, man. This was really hard because I love me some R&B. I got a lot of albums that do a lot of things for me. But before I even get started on giving you my top five favorite R&B albums that I can think of, because I'm sure I want to say this and then I want to think of some shit later. I want to want to kill myself for forgetting certain shit. Let me just say, for me, there's a lot of R&B albums out there that have really solid songs and even like great runs, like four or five song runs within the album that are great. But there's so that there's a lot of songs on there 
that keep me from loving the album in its entirety. So like case in point, 12 play by R. Kelly, right? Bro, I now, was I was just about to say I can't believe that I didn't mention that. And like I, I didn't even not play? mention it. Yeah, I didn't even not mention it because of like all of the shit going on. I probably should have mentioned it. Well, no, I I I'm I'll tell you why you yeah. didn't mention it. Yeah. It's probably for the same reason why 12 play didn't make my top five. It's songs like Definition of a Hottie and Summer Bunnies and shit like that. Like yeah. in the early 90s when the golden era of R&B, there was so much bullshit placed on these great, great albums that for me, R&B didn't start getting refined till we stopped with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you're going to hear a lot of albums on my list that are late 90s, early 2000s. When I consider R. Kelly to be the greatest R&B artist of all time, but none of his albums are on my top five list. And I love some of his albums. And of course, R. Kelly has written probably, if you made a top 10 R&B songs list, he would probably be at least three of them songs. I ain't even going to lie to you. The only probably R. Kelly album that I would mention on my list is Chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory still to this day is pretty fire. Like 12 Play is an honorable mention for me. R, the double album is on tp2.com is an honorable mention for me. There's a three to four song run on R. Kelly and public announcement presents that is really strong, but R. Kelly's uh, biography or discography, I mean, is plagued with weird ass rap songs. Yeah. Even on Double Up, when the whole album is weird-ass rap songs, he's got some weirder-ass rap songs that keep yeah. Double Up from being great. So although R. Kelly is one of the greatest talents in music history, I have none of his albums in my top five. That's Same with Chris Brown. Chris Brown Damn. is amazing, but he Bro. is the he is a playlist god. Can we Playlist can, god. But none of his you. albums to me are front to back. I want to be you. Can we pause right here? Sure. I wanted to put a Chris Brown album on my Me list. too. Oh, bro. I went and Me scrolled too. through all of them. And I was just like, God. None of these. The best, <laughs> I tried. The only, the only album that I could really put on my list from Chris Brown, but like I just wouldn't feel right because I feel like he's grown so much since then is exclusive. Like the album that he put out that has the fucking T-Pain records on it and all, that's a fire fucking album top to bottom, bro. I just can't put myself. But do you like album. it more than I just want to sing? No. This is what I'm saying. But like, I just can't. It's from 2010 or, you know, whenever the fuck it was. Like, that's young Chris Brown still. Like, I can't. He's put out so much fire since then. I just wouldn't feel like I'd, no. rather, I'd rather take all the fire and like. If put I it could on take all this fire and, like, and put it on a 13 song list, it might be the greatest album of all time. Yo, fam. Like, yeah. I, I shit you not. That's cat. the trouble. And I know how you feel about this song. So I'm sorry for saying this. I played the first eight seconds of privacy, nigga, and I had to turn it off. Privacy is so <laughs> fucking good, I, I had bro. To turn it off, bro. I turned it off. I said, mm, "Privacy mm. is fucking." I love and and I wrote this down as part of the topic. I'm gonna get to my top five in a second, y'all. I promise. But this was part of the conversation that I thought was so interesting and why I wanted to talk to you about this because you got R. Kelly, that's a playlist god. Chris Brown is a playlist god. New Edition are playlist gods. Mm-hmm. Like, but there's not one New Edition album I can play top to bottom. Guy, I love Guy, but you got to play Guy's greatest hits. You can't play Guy the Future because it's got weird songs on there. I think there's some a of silk, the best acts are album, legacy though. acts. I might have huh? to go look that up. There's a Silk album though. There's, it's like a silver cover with all these niggas on it. That might have been a single though, but like I feel like there's a Silk album that's pretty fire. Like that I should not have been back. listening to back then, but like I think it's kind of fire. Let Let me get to my top five while we talking. My about man, it. starting right from the top, bro. 
I'm going to call Thomas emotional, man. Ooh. It it dis- Ooh, listening audience that might be R and B fans. Yes. I ain't even gonna lie. For you, I tried to go through my bad boy Rolodex. I said, I know, I know it's gonna be some bad boy on there. For the listening audience that might not be familiar, I know y'all know who Carl Thomas is, but there's somebody listening to this in your earbuds that knows who it is, but have never experienced this album top to bottom. Mm, when I tell y'all, face. I'd rather y'all be listening to that than this podcast right now if you haven't heard it. If you've never heard Emotional, turn us off right now. Nah, for real. go straight to whatever your favorite streaming service is and listen to the whole Emotional album, top to bottom. And I I dare you not to feel good about yourself, your life, or your significant other. I ain't even going to lie to you. I wish y'all could see my face. Like, when you said it, it just instantly made me make Emotional is such a fantastic piece of work. And that's not just from Carl, because Carl's vocal range is so amazing. His tone is amazing. But even the work that Sean did on that album, Puff really, like that was when Puff was paying attention, you can tell. like, And when I say paying attention, not just uh-huh, yeah, on every track, but paying attention to the orchestration and the composition of albums, it was some of Bad Boy's golden era post-Big, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. emotional and it don't have that classic shiny suit vibe that y'all might be thinking I'm trying right. to convey right. it's just top shelf R&B that's all I can say listen to it you know an R&B album is fire when a CD comes out and they don't feel like they even need to go full clear case the case for emotional had yeah. the black back black. to it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they cut corners and saved a couple of dollars yeah. because they knew it was fire anyway. And they didn't need to attract you with the album. Nah. Emotional is chef's kiss. Top five. Next. I got, this is where I, I like, I wish me and you used to would do our show in person. Cause I would have hugged you. I got music. Soul child. Just listen. Okay. Not. I just want to sing, but Anybody that wants to put, I just want to sing ahead of just listen. I'm not mad at not nah, anyone. I like just, My I wife like might be one of these as well. People. I like just listen. My wife well. might be one of these people. Um, I think for me personally, just listen, just beats out his first album, just ever so slightly. Both of them could be in the top five, honestly. Like I just felt like I didn't have enough spots to give music two spots, but I ain't mad at nobody that gives Honest, both his you first know two what? albums. If if so, if so beautiful had it been on just listen. I would have I would have gave it that. But like too bad the album that so beautiful is on is not as good as the first two. But like if it was on that just listen, I would no hands down. No, yeah. no, no and, issue about and, it. And kudos to Music So Child, I don't think is celebrated enough for having such a strong first three albums to even right. speak of, right? Because right. like when you talk about first three outings, you talk about Hove, Drake. Kanye. Kanye, when you talk about first three albums being as good as uh, Music Soul Child, there's a lot of R&B singers whose first three outings ain't nearly as good as Music Soul Child's. And it, it honestly makes me sad that he doesn't get to live as large as his actual talent. For sure. Um, well, again, I think we had this conversation during the Versus time. He doesn't want to. Yeah, I don't think he wants to. <laughs> Man, he's got a drinking problem or something. Or something. something. Uh Number three, here's where we get to like we get to cross the lasers and do the Ghostbusters thing where we get to focus our laser beams on Stay Puffed and be on the same page. Usher Confessions, anybody that don't got Usher Confessions in their top five, ten, whatever, if you don't respect Confessions, what are we talking I don't respect about? you. Let's just yeah, keep it away. And, and, and again, like I put confessions over my on my list, but like 
I, I remember when My Way came out. I remember when 8701 came out. Like, mm-hmm. we had the My yeah, Way talk here and again. I just told you, 87, I like 8701. I know that's not your cup of tea all the way, but, like, I fuck with 8701. It's fire on there. It is. It's hard for me to play it all the way through. I get, and then like that was Usher on wheelie skates in the shoes back then. Like you got you got to love shit like that, y'all. Mean, but none of that shit is. When he took the shoes off, we got the confessions. We got the confessions. Damn it! it it's it's literally like- early two thousands thriller, man. Honestly, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? If we yeah. keeping it all the way funky, like Usher, yeah. I not trying to be disrespectful toward Usher, but I hope y'all feel me in what I'm saying. Like I don't know if Usher even deserves an album that good. Like, not he saying does. he's not a great he does. act. He's greatly talented. But the way, what I mean is the way he carries himself. At times, Usher doesn't carry himself like he made one of the greatest R&B albums well, of all time. You, does that make sense? Want, but that's why he deserves it. Because if you pull that away from him, we don't care about Usher as much as we should. No, we don't. And even, we do even, care. Even, yeah, we that's what I'm saying. Even with all the greatness that he's done, but just pull, literally pull confessions out of his album discography. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's Usher. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's he, he, he <laughs> pretty would, good. He would be new genuine. Oh, like he is look not. at you. You're like killing he is it. Not. He is not. Because he made confessions. Bro, Usher, confessions to Usher. Is the is the championship over the Miami Heat to Dirk Nowinski? Like Dirk Nowinski would just be another white boy with a jumper had he not yeah. beat LeBron in the Heat in that finals. And not for nothing, I might be able to put genuine one hundred percent genuine on my. Honor. I had it on my list. It's on my. Honor I had one hundred percent by genuine <laughs> on my list, and I erased it. And I'll I tell you what, on, I erased I'm it. Putting it on the other side, I'm putting it on honorable mention. It's not on my list. My fourth album, and I'm just going to tell you now that you're going to probably kick yourself for not either picking this or something of this man's catalog. So just get ready to be mad when I pick this four. Love vs. Money by The Dream. Ah, um, I, I know you're going to be I mad you didn't get no Dream I on your list. I'm mad, but I'm not mad at the pick either. Love versus Money, Chef's the Kiss. The Love Trilogy. Let's just talk about the Love Trilogy real quick. Love vs. Hate, Love vs. Money, out. Love King. Shout out to my homie DJ Duro, man. He is the dream king. So is like, he? Yeah, well, he, he, he would get along. He, he makes sure niggas are well aware um, of about the dream. Dream is really that guy. Dream yeah. is really that guy. And I pick Love vs. Money, his second out of the trilogy, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Love vs. Money just really got that shit on there. And that yeah, shit is different. on all the Love tri- trilogy. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But listen, just listen to these songs I'm about to list off real quick. Mm-hmm. Rocking that shit. Rocking that shit was when I knew the dream was special. Bro, don't tell like, me that's I like I liked his songs album. on the first album, but when Rocking That Shit came out, that's when I remember sitting back in my chair and going, Is that, is that how he started that album? Him. Is that uh-huh. how he started that album? He starts it with rocking that this shit. This is what I'm saying, bro. That's how he started that album. That's nasty, bro. That is he nasty. He starts with bro, he goes from rocking that shit to hey, walking bro, on the moon. Like, do we do do we is is Tori a dream kid? He gotta be. I'm just thinking about the umbrella me? shit now, bro. I don't know why I've never he made this correlation be. before. He's de- he gotta be oh one my, of dreams kid. Now we have to have that conversation. A different pod, but absolutely definitely now. different now um, we have it. after walking to the moon i always skip my love because it's a solid song but i'm not the biggest mariah carey's uh fan but listen to this bro listen to these next few songs put it down fire sweat it out fire take you home to my mama fire and then you get huh throw it in the bag is on this album ain't it 
No, that's on the first one. Oh my god, that's on the first one. But then, he, bro, and then he breaks into his three song trilogy that he likes to do when the song rolls into the next song. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a theatrical yeah, yeah. production, mm-hmm. and he curses Christina Milian out. You got love versus money, love versus money part two, and then fancy, 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 fancy. Oh my goodness, fancy, Mister mm. Years on here. Bro, this, Love versus Money is one of the greatest R&B efforts of all time. Nah, I'm definitely mad I didn't put that on my list, but you are at Love versus Money is the one. Love versus Money is really the and one. I know, and I know some other people swear by, um, what's the- Love I, King I is up there, though, too. Love King is up there, but there's another one that he go. it's a deep title. I forget what the name of it is, but like, it's is another he, one. What, Terrence Nash, 1977, or, bro, Foreplay is dope, too. I think the 1977, 1977 is hard. The one that niggas, uh, you know, crave over, too. Yeah, I, I could go on and on about Dream. Dream's catalog is better than a lot of niggas we love. A lot of niggas sure. we love. A lot of niggas we give significant praise to. Dream's catalog is just better than theirs, bro, but- Here's where it got sticky, bro. The fifth spot, <laughs> I went in so many circles. For a minute, I had T-Pain's Epiphany there. Yo, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry that I didn't put T-Pain on my list. Yeah, bro, we, I wanted to be... I, went, I had T-Pain's Epiphany there in five, bro. I can't... Yo, niggas really... Epiphany sleep. is great. Niggas sleep on that album, dog. Like, I remember the first time I turned it on, I was like, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> this nigga, this nigga's really an R and B artist. Yeah, I was like, wait, I thought he was huh? playing. Not a T Pain choice, my nigga. I love it. I, I had him in five. So, I guess instead of giving a fifth, I'll say all honorable mentions because I love all these albums. Yeah. Any one of these could go in my fifth spot, but I have T Pain's Epiphany there. I have Janae Aiko Sail Out. That's the one that I was waiting on. That's the one I knew you were going to throw out there. You I know just, how that I makes me feel, that bro. That, that brings my blood pressure down. It's, that album is. If that album didn't exist, I can't say for sure I would even have good health. Like, I might mm-hmm. be on heart pills or something right now. Who knows? Um, I thought it was funny that you had uh, Channel Orange because Nostalgia Ultra is one of my favorite uh, R&B albums. Okay, I can I, bro, that. we all try. To me, is one of the greatest songs ever written. I love We All Try. I don't think enough people pay enough attention to the words of that song. Oh, I love that fucking song. Like, that's one of the ones that when I listen to it, I get a little teary-eyed, bro. Like, Frank Ocean really, like, stuck his foot in the ass of that song. I literally okay. just said the ass because I wanted to make a sexual joke there. You did. I'm not really saw, good at podcasts. I saw, you, I saw you write it out in front of you before you said it. <laughs> Kaleidoscope Dream got to be on there, bro. Like, I, go. man, that, we already talked about go. how great that album is. Miguel did a great, but not for nothing. Uh, wanna, what is it? All, All I Want Is You or his whatever yeah. his first album is called. Yeah. That's solid, too. His yeah. first two albums are really, like, really solid. If 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 Jamie Foxx like fucks up in the culture, Miguel goes right in there. He like, goes right, he slide right in that spot <laughs> like Honeycut. Right in that spot. Dude. I slide Honeycut <laughs> right in your spot, nigga. Yeah. Uh, and then my last honorable mention is. Mr. Timberlake with Future Sex Love Sounds. Um, that, I think that's what I started. I started thinking about one of those Justin Timberlake albums as I was like getting... Part of me wanted to do Justify because I do personally like Justify a little bit more than Future Sex. Future but Sex I give Love Future Sounds, Sex right. the honorable mention because Future Sex Love Sound did way more for the culture nah, and for Justin future, Timberlake's career. Future Sex so. Love Sounds got that, it feels like something's it in a... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah nah, you got it. And it got that all-time joint that they ended up throwing Beyonce on. That's an all-time yeah, yeah, great yeah, yeah, slow yeah, R&B yeah, jam. Yeah, we were sure. just talking about that recently. Absolutely. Somebody remade it. Or, song. Don Tolliver took the drums from that. He um, sure did. 
JT's Future Sex Love Sound got to be mentioned. I'm sorry if I forgot anything. But I love I your definitely list. Want to have that and you and you know who I would love to put on on this list one day? Our man Boogie. I feel like he got it in him. But Boogie could write an R and B album. He man. got it in him, bro. I wish he would just yeah. do it. I wish he would oh, do it. Man, he he could do it. Like, did you see him like uh, talking about how he wrote? Mm-hmm. Or helped write Summer uh, Walker's part to on the Kendrick album. Yeah, the Purple Hearts. Like, bro, record. he writes so well from a black woman's perspective. I would love for him to write for somebody like I don't, maybe not Summer Walker because whoever handles Summer Walker does an excellent job. Maybe not SZA because SZA does a fine job writing for herself. But some of these acts that are really good but just needs a little help with a pen, like Snow Allegra or something, mm-hmm. just a little bit of help. So just Snow's not bad, but nah. I think Boogie could add a little edge to Snow that Snow could benefit from. For sure. You know what I mean? So, for sure. Uh, what, what else we got on the list? Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about while we're talking about R&B and effort? And this, I think we could sum up this whole episode talking about effort and shit. I got a question for you. I was okay. listening to another podcast and they kind of talked about this lightly, but I was like, I'm going to bring this to Wes and talk to him about this on the podcast under the McDonald's heat lamp and have him answer yeah. this live on the podcast because I think <laughs> it'll make for a much better conversation if I just ask him on the show. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just ask it straight out. How much would our listenership for our personal podcast show, how much do you think it would have to deteriorate before you like hit my phone up and be like, Hey cat, man, uh, I think we should start like evaluate whether or not we're going to keep doing the show. How does it matter? I know it doesn't fully like make or break whether or not you record the show for the week, but how little of an audience do you think we would have to be going out to before you start like reconsidering like doing this every um, I think if could we you were, keep doing this show every week, every Monday, putting it out every Tuesday? If we had two listeners a week, no, um, no, absolutely not. <laughs> That's um, my and question. That, and I think, I think if we were to lose sixty to seventy-five percent of what we had now, right. I wouldn't. It's be time like, to start talking about it. Like, yeah, should we, we move gotta, to YouTube? We gotta, yeah, we got to do something different. We got to figure <laughs> out. What, and like, even, and not for nothing. Like, without the numbers doing that, I'm already in that mind state. Like, we definitely have to like offer more with the pod and shit. So, y'all, we thinking about it. So, don't leave us. For like, <laughs> If it get down to two of you motherfuckers, y'all will definitely see the encore episode of Dipped and Butter Program. Fam, uh, if if the numbers start getting like, re- if the numbers got really, really, really bad to where we was like, oh, we lost them. Yeah, we like, lost. Y'all will probably hear it mentioned on the podcast before we went completely. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but it it would it would be we would try and give you like a nice round number, like one fifty, if it were to happen soon. But like, <laughs> go ahead and give them a countdown. Like, yeah, and, and of course we would fake it. Like that was always the goal. Like man, I just always been satisfied with you. Yeah, shows. Yeah, like yeah. 200 always been the goal like we always said if we make it to 200 we would be satisfied like nah we we would definitely go back to the drawing board and again like i'm already like wanting to do some of that shit now and like time and life and shit just gets yeah. the fuck away y'all but i promise like and all shout out to our guy reams uh, i owe reams like the biggest care package of all time yeah i mean and i promise you when that shit comes off of the fucking production line there's gonna be a box with your name on it. I'm going to have it sent right from from wherever it gets printed from. I don't want to touch none of that shit, bro. It's coming right to you. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of the same way. Like, I talk a lot about how passionate I am about doing the podcast because I really am and I really love doing this with you. I love putting it out. I love having a passion project that I can like, you know, it's good to have 
I don't want to call it therapy because I think therapy is therapy. I hate it when niggas just call anything therapy. But I do think that it's good for me and you to have an outlet and something to do and a hobby and something to focus hey, our excess energy on and shit. What, was you about to laugh at my therapy shit? Nah, not even therapy. I'm just sitting here thinking while you talk about like I ain't even going to cap to you. Like when we level this thing up the next time, if you're li- if this is your first time listening to this or if you're a long time listener, if you're even slightly interested, I promise you, go back and listen to them first 29 episodes now. Because when we take this shit to the next level, the podcast will start at episode 30. I'm not going to bullshit you. <laughs> we gonna whatever leave a lot of them whatever page you go to, it's going to start right at episode 30, G. Because once we 29, got to go. Yeah. We'll, and we'll tell that story if ever we need to again. But, like, they got to go. Maybe so, this is me being novice. Maybe I shouldn't have talked about us ending the show in the very same episode we called for sponsors. <laughs> We're not ending the show, y'all. I just thought it was a good question to ask my partner. Don't listen to this part. But the, the, <laughs> the, the, the real reason why I brought it up is because, like, with passion projects, there's you do it for the love, which we both do. Do it for the love. We do it because we love this, and this is something we enjoy doing. But there's all there's a limit to all things. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if we continue to maintain the high level of success that we're at now and we never even dropped off and we maintain these numbers, yeah. there would have to be a day that we would just be like, you know, we just can't keep this up. You know what I mean? Nothing is forever. Right. We'd like to think that we can do this until we're old and gray. And that's kind of the plan. But life happens. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I'm, y'all don't be worried. We're not giving y'all hints that we're ending nah, the show. Nah. But it just, you know, was interesting to me, like for two people that are equally as passionate about doing this show, what our breaking points would be. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm with you, like as much as I love doing this show, if we looked up one day and we had two listeners a week and that was a consistent number for like four weeks, I'd be like, I don't even need. If we went four four weeks weeks with two listeners, I'd be like, fam, I don't know if we even need to tell them that we ain't doing it no nah, more. Like, hell nah, they don't, they're not checking for this shit no more but i mean but also that's a testament to y'all that y'all definitely do come on a consistent yeah, we are a part this. of y'all's lives in some shape form or fashion this definitely goes on the schedule somewhere again like particularly my sister like i know my sister listens to this when she's traveling for work on thursdays and shit like she turned it on because it take her about an hour and a half to get to where she's going and, like, and it's the perfect drive time that's what my wife yeah, does like when she has to go to albuquerque yeah. she turns us on because she knows we will get her there like and again, I'm. We're, you're definitely going to be entertained, and you might learn something. You might learn something. I had a whole other topic I was super excited to get to this week. I know we n- normally cut it at one thirty. Do we cut it, or do we talk it? What do you want to do? It depends on what your topic is. Okay, so I'll tell you what the topic is, and you can tell me if we're going to get saver for next week, and we can decide here. So I know we don't do heavy news on our podcast because this is not the heavy news podcast. And as soon as I said that, I could see in your beautiful green eyes that you knew what I was about to bring up. It's related to the Texas shooting, but it's not the Texas shooting. Do you want me to go further before you decide? No, because that's on my list and we can probably dive way too far into that. And I know these niggas ain't sticking around now. Okay, so they have already made it to work. They're turning us off. This has been the Dipton Podcast. We appreciate y'all not having us at two listeners a week. Uh, again, I'm going to say this very clearly. Dipped in butter program at gmail.com. We are very serious about advertising, plugging. If you got another podcast Absolutely. that you want us to plug your podcast or your YouTube channel or anything that you do that you want plugged here because we do have a listenership, if you're listening and we just talked about how our numbers aren't bad that keeps us coming here you can reach people if you want us to plug something we are not charging a lot um hit us up man shoot us an email 
We'll get back to you in a timely manner and we can work something out. It ain't got to be nothing super significant, but we want to help y'all because we fuck with y'all fucking with us, right? My name is Kat. Uh, I would tell you catandcrunch.com, but if you've been there by now, you know there's <laughs> nothing new there. <laughs> it's not going to be anything new, but hopefully there'll be new sponsors coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's your boy West No T and all the other shit you know me by. Um, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, rate, all that shit on whichever platform you listen to this motherfucker on. Um, because we appreciate y'all and that shit goes a long way. So fuck with me though. Have we really been doing this show so long that I can call your green eyes beautiful and you not even flinch? Yes. Absolutely. The universe is way too big for your little ass problems, man. And uh, also take a minute and decide what your top five R&B albums are. And if you haven't heard any of the albums that we mentioned, do yourself a favor, rewind, write, write them shits down and listen to them because we would not steer you wrong. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, y'all already know number one rule around here is uh, tell a friend, tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but that even if I'm only there part time, I'm going to give you the best of my time while I'm there. Um, and rule number two, mind your motherfucking business. Yes, sir. We'll catch y'all on the next show. You have officially been dead. <laughs>